Oren B. Andy G. It's been a while, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Happy New Year. I know it's a bit late now, but happy New Year. Yeah, I know. Well, I haven't seen you since then, so happy new year. Yeah, yeah, since the last episode. Um, how have you been anyway? Did you have a bit of time off? Yeah, a couple of three weeks, so it was good. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, pity I got crook in the middle, but that's all right. Oh, yeah, what, what happened there? <laughs> three three, day, three days in bed on from the second, so, oh, so that's all right. And Unfortunate that's... things. I think we, daughter and I got COVID, so... Oh, you reckon you did, or did you actually test positive? I think so, yeah. I think it was. It must have been. It's the only thing I can put it down to. Hmm been going around so it was almost like you were fine then you got sick and then you were fine again really quickly yeah yep. yeah i think that's 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 the uh, most recent wave of covid is where you just get sick really quick and then you get better really quickly yeah that's what happened it was only a couple of days i was crook and then i was sweet again so mm. so you didn't miss out on too much of your holiday then oh we, we went to the beach a few days late we had to stay home for probably an extra three days because mm. chloe got it too so yeah she was a bit crook so. but, yeah. but you've recovered yeah, well and truly. Oh, that's good. It. Lovely. Yeah, well, I, I, I haven't had a holiday yet. My holiday's at the end of March. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's sort of worked straight yeah. through. Worked on Christmas Day, too. It was the first time I've ever done that. But uh, it was... Uh, it would have felt kind of weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, though, like, work was still pretty busy because, obviously, I work at Foreign Emergency Communications now, so we just got lots of people ringing up to register they were, the fact they were having hangies. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's exactly what they're supposed to do. So it was quite a busy day taking calls for people's hangies. And... I ended up saying to one of them, well, are we allowed to come? <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you have to ring 111, do you, to register a... No, there's, an, a there, there's, a, there's a, like an admin line you can call. Oh, yeah? So we take oh, all yeah. those as well. Some people yeah. do ring 111 to tell us about their hangies, but that's fine. I mean, we, we just educate them and say, look, here's the number to call. Um, right. Yeah, so no, no, it was, that was pretty much our Christmas day, but our bosses left us like bags and bags full of awesome goodies too, so... Right. Yeah. So lots and lots of goodies. So uh, our, our bosses said they didn't want us having a healthy day. So we we had lots of really bad food. It's <laughs> <laughs> always good. Eh? Yeah. And uh, yeah, had a nice Same nice nice re, we roast as well. We roast lamb. So that was quite. Oh, nice. yeah. What time did you finish? Um, you working the day shift? Yeah, yeah. Day shift. So I was back home by you know six thirty that night. But we did a we did our Christmas day on Christmas Eve at home. So it wasn't too bad. Well, partially. The kids still wanted to open prezies on Christmas morning, but what they did is they just video called me when they were doing it. Cool thing was, uh, at, uh, just around Christmas time as well, as I went back to the old roots and um, rejoined my old f- uh, farm crew and did a food bank harvest just before Christmas. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, so that was quite cool. A few of us just went and uh, jumped on a machine and cultivated about three and a half tonnes of potatoes. <laughs> so it was, oh, yeah. that was a pretty hard case. It was actually good fun being back on the farm, hanging out with the old colleagues there. Yeah. But, what they do, just take them all to food banks and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, the food bank just comes and collects it. And um, so yeah. they just did an extra harvest and picked heaps of different veggies and stuff. And that was a good deed done for the Christmas holidays anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're sort of like trying to teach our kids about good deeds too. So this year we brought some extra groceries and hmm. like a big leg of lamb and stuff like that, and donated it to the uh, to the local food bank. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Well, why not? Eh. If you can afford to do it, why not? Yeah, 100%. Yep, 100%. All right, well, uh, let's crack into it anyway. Uh, two, three, four, five, down the tools and up the mic. A trendy guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. 
One hits nails and one nails hits. We'll review good beers and just shoot this sh- We're R&B and Andy G And this is Tradio, Tradio So episode 59, the first one of uh, 2024 just been having a look at some of the stats, mate, and we're welcoming on board listeners from Hong Kong, the Philippines, and Singapore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, quite interesting now, the USA still continues to be a dominant force in listenership. Um, that's good. Yeah, which I, I don't know why, but, you know, that's organic listenership for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, wherever you are, if you're one of the 17 countries that consistently listen to us, then thanks for tuning in. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, I was actually bummed into a work, uh, a guy that, well, he's a, like a foreman in, a, in an engineering shop today and he about probably four months ago i told him about our podcast mm. and he's like oh, i go in there this morning and he goes oh mate how you going he goes i've been listening to your podcast you two are hilarious <laughs> he's serious <laughs> he goes, oh it's great mate he goes, i'm quite enjoying it yeah, yeah, yeah it's, so. quite, it's quite funny actually because um, one of my uh, old officers from the fire brigades he came to a gathering recently and uh, he just randomly said oh yeah i've been listening to some of your podcast episodes and i think it's brilliant he said I said to him, well, you know, it's it, it's actually not going in any particular direction. And he goes, yeah, I know, you guys make that pretty obvious, but I think it's bloody good listening. And I thought, that's awesome, you know, unsolicited feedback is actually quite neat. Yeah, um, just talk a bit of rubbish, eh? Yeah, well, that's it, exactly. So but, uh, I'll, give a, I'll give a shout out to Kane mm-hmm. from uh, Johnston Manufacturing. Uh-huh. If you're listening again, mate, cheers for listening in. Very nice. <laughs> and I'll give a shout out to Roy. Pretty hard case. But anyway, yeah, coming to you live from Wellington, mate. I do apologise if the um, the connection keeps dropping out because the, the Wi-Fi here seems to have a mind of its own. I suppose there's probably a hundred other people using it in, yeah. this, in this hotel. <laughs> Everybody watching online adult material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm back in Wellington for a course... Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm here for two weeks. This is literally day one, so uh, another two weeks and uh, then I'll be home again. But yeah, this is the part of my course which involves the radios. So at the end of, end of this, I'll be dispatching trucks on the radio. Sweet. Yeah. Are you there for the full two weeks? You going yeah. home for the weekend or nah? No, no. I mean, if this was a month-long course, they'd send me back after two weeks yep. to go see the family. But this is just two weeks straight through. So myself and some of my colleagues who are on this course, we're going to hire a rental car and head up the coast and just go and explore the place. So it'd be quite cool. Um, Sweet. On the weekend. But yeah, I mean, because yeah. there's, there's three of us on the course plus our tutor and um, the three of us were doing the original course together last year. So we all know each other already. Yeah. So we're all moving up the ranks. But I'll tell you what, mate, Wellington is a crazy place. Like we, we sat outside, a um, uh, went to Burgerfield tonight for dinner and we were just sitting out the front just people watching and there are some interesting characters in this place um (laughs) which is fine but like there's so many homeless people mate it's really it's it's madness i feel for them i really do Uh, some of them are just feral as fuck though i mean i saw someone get told to fuck off today because they didn't have five dollars to give them um but you know to be honest if you you don't need it if you're smoking a durry and wearing earbuds you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you legitimately afford certain things, yeah. If <laughs> if you legitimately need the money, be less of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. don't show that you can afford things. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's probably the worst part of Wellington is some of the um, the feralness that happens on the streets. You got the heat down there? 
Mate, what? it is warm and it's not even windy, which is unheard yeah. of. Unheard of in Wellington. Yeah. Just a big sauna. Yeah, it's nice. Like, I mean, my, it's... Uh, like my office at the moment. Sitting <laughs> here, it's like a sauna. I can imagine. I can imagine. Because, you, you, yeah, you're in basically a, a tin box, aren't you? <laughs> basically, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, the weather everywhere is great. I mean, Canterbury is burning. Well, yeah. Wellington is quite still and it's not windy, which is unusual for this place. Up where you are, obviously, very well. You got the, you got the fan going, very nice. <laughs> I'm good because in my room I got an air conditioning unit right above me. Which oh, is lucky! Man. Really good. <laughs> oh, it's really good. But I had to turn it off because this microphone picks it up. Anyway, yeah. So no, it's uh, it's very hot, and you know this is my favourite time of year, though, if I'm honest, mate. It can get hot, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, we've got our little uh, kids sort of little paddling pool thing set up. Well, it's not paddling; it's nearly waist height deep, I suppose. So it's for you, really. Diamond. It's one of those little round ones you get from the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. They just go and jump in that, float around in it for 10 minutes and cool off. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Do the kids use it or is it just yours? (laughs) Nah, man, the kids have been in it every day. Using it heaps. Yeah, it's such a welcome addition, eh, when uh, the weather's like this. Yeah, yeah, just somewhere to just splash in some water. Yeah. My youngest um, daughter, Elise, you know, she knows where the ice blocks are kept now. So she keeps everyone topped up with ice blocks. She goes into the garage, into the deep freeze, raids the ice block box, and you know, no one says no. But it's very cute. She she knows yep. she knows the drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever keeps them happy and cool at this time of the year, oh, eh? mate. It's definitely needed, and uh, my young one's got the idea. What did you make of that story? That guy that fell off his boat near the it was at the Alderman Islands, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, man, he's pretty lucky to be alive. It's incredible. Yeah, lucky to get the boat back. Yeah, for sure. Um, so those who don't know the story, a guy fell off his um, his launch around the Alderman Islands, just to the uh, the east of um, uh, Whangamatara, I suppose, isn't it? And um, he was in the water floating for, what, almost 24 hours, and he managed to catch some sunlight on his watch face and actually attract a couple of passers-by, uh, guys on a boat, and uh, they rescued him. But his boat was long gone. Yeah, he kept chugging, eh? Mm. And ended up down on a beach in the east. He was so lucky that it ended up on that beach. Imagine if it had gone up on the rocks, it would have been stuffed, but just beautifully up onto a nice soft sand beach, eh? And mm. But the problem days. is, is people ransacked it and they nicked everything off it. Yeah, just loser. Low-life losers, eh? Just assholes, aren't they? Things like that. Mm. They just wrecked it, man. I reckon it was 20 grand's worth of damage they did, eh? Yeah, I was watching the news tonight and uh, saw that. I just can't believe some people, man. It's just, leave shit alone. <laughs> leave stuff alone. He's gone through enough trauma. Some people had this the idea in their head that it's like a salvage, so you can take it, whatever you want. Oh, but yeah. it doesn't actually work like that. If there's a known owner, it's all property of the known owner. Mm. Salvage is something that's like hundreds of years old under the bottom of the sea, mm. you know? Yeah. And you still have to have a license to do it. Mm. They're just full of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. Anyway, um, go and have a look at the story. It's quite amazing. In fact, it's something I reckon that someone will put a movie or a series together about that. I reckon that'd be quite a cool story. Yeah, yeah. My old man's almost done the same thing. He on his boat coming back from uh, Woody Yang at a tire roll one day. Mm. He was on the boat by himself, taking it back after and work on it. And he uh, we had a fishing rod out the back. And he was fishing and he hooked a car wire and he pulled the boat back into idle, but it was still going forward. And he ran back and started playing this fish. And then he was got the fish in. And he leaned out through the hole out to the duckboard and pulled the fish in through the back. And then when he got the fish on board, he went, what the hell am I doing? If I'd have slipped and fallen over so- over the side, then the boat would have just kept going. <laughs> yeah. Scary <laughs> so, concept, eh? Same thing. Yeah, yeah, stuff that. Yeah, I think if you if you're on a boat like that, somehow harness yourself on. 
I don't know what the you know what the viability of that is. Yeah, put a harness on and strap yourself to a pole or something, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. But anyway, yeah, I'd be looking forward to seeing the TV series on that story. It'd be quite interesting. Trading. What else did you get up to? Have you actually been away for any weekends or anything down there? Well, we went camping recently. Um, it took a few days off before I came down here for this course, yep. and uh, yeah, it was nice. Uh, Nice and quiet, actually, because we went on Monday the 15th of January when everyone went back to work. So even though there were still some people there with the kids because it's still the school holidays, it was nice and quiet. We had heaps of room, and the girls enjoyed themselves. There was plenty for them to do. We were right on the beach as well. And I did the old uh, Oren and Andy tradition and went to the beach and filled up on uh, uh, driftwood for my fireplace. So, uh, (laughs) So where'd you go camping? It was a place called Spencerville. So it's about 25, 30 minutes north of Christchurch. So it's not far away at all. So if there's anything else we needed that we might have forgotten at home, we could have just popped back and got it, you know. But it felt <laughs> yeah. far enough away that yeah. it felt like a holiday. We were there for three nights. I think that's enough, really. I mean, it's nice to go away with the kids and the family for holidays, etc., etc. But we went for three nights, which we think was enough. Because when you take the kids on holiday, you can't relax really you're always nah. on your game looking after them which is fine but you just don't have any time downtime. yeah because as soon as you sit down they're like let's go down the beach let's <laughs> yeah. go for a swim let's go climb a tree <laughs> want an ice cream <laughs> I want to go yeah, bounce yeah. on the trampolines <laughs> yeah, push me in the swing <laughs> <laughs> can we go to the water slide you know that's fine because it's a lot of the stuff I enjoy doing but there's just no stopping and by the end of the day you're pooped you know you, when the kids go to bed my wife and I were sitting in the um, gazebo out the front there just uh, just having a quiet moment and we're just like should we go to bed I'm naked yeah right <laughs> you know, just like that's the end of our too day too tired to do anything yeah too tired to relax <laughs> that's showing your age mate <laughs> That's called going to bed at 8 o'clock at night because you're stuffed. Yeah. Would well, you know what, though? I, I, I much prefer going camping with friends, though, because at least then you got someone to hang out with and someone who you, know, you can have a couple of beers with. And Yeah, definitely. Okay, I finally got on a decent call out with the Coast Guard the other day. Oh, yeah? We, uh, my, my pager went off at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, jumped up, and it was an urgent call out boat in distress, so we had to go um, real quick. And uh, what it was, there's a big old clinker launch out in the Harrogate Gulf, and it was uh, taking on a substantial amount of water. So we got there fairly quickly. And he had an electronics failure on top of everything else that was going on, and then uh, his bilge pump failed, but he had a, didn't have a non-return valve in it, so the water was backflowing through his outlet back oh. into the boat sure. and filling it up fast. Mm. And um, so we jumped in with big, some big pumps and uh, got in there and started pumping the boat out. We managed to get them sort of seaworthy again. T- took up some of the floorboards and found that the corking, because it was an older older hull, well, the corking was coming out between the boards. Oh, yeah. So, bloody hell, it was taking on a bit of water. So we managed to get it seaworthy enough, and then we had to wait with them for a while until we could sort of get the tide could come in and he could he could move into the uh, into the harbour to get it on a stand or something so oh, good call. Yeah, it was quite an, quite an exciting sort of call out I guess yeah oh that's neat well that's in a hurry. that's what you're in it for eh yeah it was good yeah, is that your first early wake up since you joined first early one yeah I've done a, um, done some tow stuff you know going mm. out towing boats and that's just during the day usually usually afternoon when everyone goes to come home and realises their battery's flat <laughs> or something like that you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh that's awesome oh good on yeah, you man I'm, are you still you're obviously still enjoying it then yeah, it's good. I got training tomorrow night, so mm. 
go down and do some more uh, electronics training tomorrow night on all the uh, sat nav, yep. whatever, uh, all the dip sounding gear and all our GPS and radar. So, mm. oh, bloody good. More about that. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Good stuff. So I've got a new phone case, right? It's just this shockproof phone case. And it's been a long time coming. I've got a story to tell you about this. Now, I bought this off uh, Trade Me, and it was $20. It ended up being like 28 bucks, including postage. And it's a decent phone case, and I'm really, really happy with it, although it took me a while to get. Now, I ordered it uh, between Christmas and New Year's, and I knew it would take a while to arrive because it was the time of year it was. Anyway, um, I was like, this thing, but it, you know, when New Year came, it was like the 6th of January, and I was like, this thing really should have arrived by now. Anyway, so uh, this company who I bought this from sent me a tracking number, so I went and had a look at the tracking, and sure enough, it had been processed in Dunedin, and then it was up in the Waikato, and then I was like, why has it ended up there? And then it said delivered on the 7th of, Jan- <laughs> uh, 7th of January, and I'm like, well, I haven't seen it. Where's it been delivered to? I had a look at my receipt um, in my email. And on my trade me, my default delivery address is still my Thames address where I used to live. (laughs) So what's happened is the phone case has ended up at my old home address in Thames, not far from you. And I don't know who the people are in my old house. So I got in touch with a, um, a mutual friend of ours, Monica. Yep. And I just flicked her a text quickly because she's only up the road from my old house. And I, and I said to her, Mon, do you mind just popping over, knocking on the door and seeing if they got my parcel? She went there twice over a couple of days and didn't get any response from them. And yep. I thought, well, I'm just going to just leave it with her now. And it's I'm not going to rush her to get it because it's not her fault. It's my fault for fucking up. And she's just doing me a favor. <laughs> I didn't hear from her for about four days. And I said, oh, I'm just going to write this thing off now. Let's not worry about it. She's obviously tried and been unable to find it. Anyway, I bought this phone case, which is the same one I'd uh, purchased originally. So this is the second one I've bought now. It arrived really quickly because I gave them my correct address in, uh, in, in Christchurch. And then I hear from Mon the day this new case arrived, and she said, oh, I left a note in their letterbox to call me, and they've done that, so I'm picking it up for you and tomorrow. <laughs> so now <laughs> she's managed to get hold of my original phone case, and so now I've got two of them. Um, so I'm thinking, Mon, I have to buy you a bottle of wine for your troubles, because, um, <laughs> because now I've got two phone cases, because I fucked up the first time, and I've sent Mon on a wild goose chase, thinking that she wasn't successful, but she has been. <laughs> what, anyway. what's the type of phone you got uh it is a samsung s12 oh yeah same as my phone yeah i've got a case on mine so you shit out of luck i'm not buying your one off you <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm starting a new hobby and I'll, I'll tell you what i'll grab i've got the, got the books with me this will be interesting have to have to show you these books so this is my new hobby and um this is something i've sort of wanted to do for quite a long time ready keeping bees yeah there we go yep beekeeper andy yeah so i've been doing heaps of study over the last few months and then eventually got a couple of books out which i have been reading and like i it's amazing like i tend to learn things better when i'm passionate about them and i've sort of had a bit of a love for this kind of stuff for a while now and i'm really really getting it you know i'm understanding it and i had a chat with my current uh, shift manager at work because i heard word that he used to keep bees and i thought well i'll pick his brains and get some info and um told him all about it 
And he was uh, all ears, obviously, and he said, yeah, yeah, I used to keep bees. He goes, I've got a couple of hives you can have if you want. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> you know, this is, you this is great. So I'm going to join up the um, the local beekeepers club as well. Like, I've been in touch with them, and they've written back, and and right. I, it's, it's best to join a local beekeepers club because you can get information you can people will pass on their wisdom and help you out with it and you've got people to fall back on if you need advice mm. so yeah sort of going to go about it properly i mean yeah you, you kind of have to there's like a small annual fee of like 35 or 40 bucks or something that you pay um because obviously bees can get mites and diseases and they can wipe out other hives and it just gives you some kind of insurance against that oh yeah so you gotta you know do it legitimately because i wouldn't want to have a couple of hives just for a bit of fun and then wipe out a commercial operation you know that would be (laughs) (laughs) that'd be the worst thing yeah because um you know the bees can get things like varroa mite yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty nasty. Yeah, though. American fowl brood. So, some strange things they can get, but um, yeah, no, it's just worth getting into. I mean, it, it can be a bit of work, so it's just something I'm still looking at how I'd manage, but I think I'll be able to sort it. And I've got the um, the space out on the farm, the family farm, so a bit of yep. space for a couple of hives out there. Do they take commercial hives out to the farm, or are they just like rely on native wild bees, or? Whereabouts? Out on your, is it your sister-in-law or brother-in-law's farm or whatever it is? Yeah, well, what I would do is when I get the hives, I can order a queen and a small group of bees and then they oh. just and they just grow and they just form their own colonies and they can end up with, you know, thousands of them. So, yep. yeah, you, you sort of start your own hives because all the bees that you see around, they belong to a hive somewhere mm. within about five kilometres um, yeah, I reckon there's not that many uh, wild bees around these days, eh? No, you don't really see them, to be honest, because I think if anyone sees a swarm, they tend to go and collect them. But also beekeepers these days are very good at stopping bees from swarming. Yeah, because if they swarm, they're out there looking for a new place to go, or they may have lost yeah. their queen. They're just a bunch of lost souls. We need a home. Um, <laughs> yeah, so no, that's something I'm going to get into. It's very good. I mean, because beehives are made of the brood box. You know, the brood box is where they um, make, you know, the comb and they uh, keep, they have all their larvae in there and that's where they rear their young, the, dro- uh, the yep. drones and the, the, uh, the worker bees. And, and um, then you've got the supers, which are where the honey is made. So each of these hives I've got has a brood box and four supers, and each super can weigh 20, 25 kilos in honey at the end of each season. So it's just going to be your own personal uh, supply? Yeah, I'll just be giving heaps away. I'm not looking to sell it. Um, I'll just be giving it all away probably um, because you can get a lot from one hive, which is uh, insane. So, yeah, that'll be the plan. That'll be the plan. Um, But there's still other bits and pieces I've got to buy. You know, like a, the smoker and the the, the suit, and oh, yeah. yeah, all sorts of bits. But this is part <laughs> of you know joining a beekeeping club as well. Is that you could do bulk purchases with other members, and it becomes quite cheap to buy things. Yeah, and a lot of the things you purchase for beekeeping is generally a one-off purchase as well. So it's um yeah yeah, so it's kind oh, of good. Yeah, so now that's that's the next project. I have to call you Andy's bees. Andy's Bees Limited. Yeah. <laughs> I got out and did some diving over the holidays, mate. Finally. Oh, you First did? time in like two years I've properly been in the water. Did you catch much? Oh, yeah. Got some nice craze. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I got 
about nine craze, I think, all up over the few dives I did. Oh. I'm going out hopefully this weekend coming. Shimano stand-up. Nice. Chat. Yep. When did we you do did that? You did that with us a couple of times, didn't you? Yeah, didn't was, you? That, was that five years ago? Five, it must have been five years ago. Years ago. Probably about that, eh? Yeah, because well, I've now. been down here almost four years now. Shit. Oh. Yeah, that was a while. Oh, well, enjoy. That's, that's going to be a goodie. You'll probably end up, because uh, you normally win shit, don't you? You normally win prizes. Hopefully. <laughs> I'll send you some photos of us out on this. Hopefully it's calm. I won't jinx it just yet because it might piss down and be all rough. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure there's no bananas on board either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, quite, actually quite enjoy watching um, uh, the like uh, deep sea fishing videos on YouTube, actually. That's, that's quite fun to watch people. Even like Matt from the ITM Fishing Show, you know, he's got some good stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun deep sea fishing, eh, if you do it right. Yeah, and just don't fall off your boat if you're on your own. <laughs> 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 the long swim back to yeah. Talking of YouTube, um, because we've got a new smart TV at home, um, it's loaded on with YouTube as well, obviously, because it's one of those Google TVs, and it's got my account logged in on the YouTube channel. And yeah, it's I, I, I kind of regret it now because my YouTube is now full of Taylor Swift and cosmetics videos. This is like the. <laughs> This is the perils of having girls, <laughs> you know, yep. of having daughters. Is that my YouTube, all of my, my normal suggested videos are now all fucking Taylor Swift and cosmetics. Um, yeah, ours, ours are all uh, like um, funny, funny video clips, like short video clips of chickens and goats, and, you know, <laughs> animals doing stupid things and... Yeah. Uh, Kids, the kids have a crack up watching that stuff. Oh yeah, some of it's funny, eh? But it's just getting like YouTube's full of all those shorts now, where you can watch those real short clip videos, and some yep. of them are just bullshit. And like we've almost got to ban the kids from it because it's just crap. You're wasting your days. Yeah, I get peeved off with our kids if I catch them like watching someone playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, you know, they in the game themselves. They're like watching someone play a video game. It's like I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> Or watching someone unbox something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Watch Unbo- me as I open this box. Jesus. <laughs> Alrighty. It is time for our newest segment. I came here for the comments. So, so this is a cool segment where I always find an interesting question asked on social media, and I read out the funny answers to that question, uh, or the best of the answers anyway. And a good question I felt uh, I found was, you're a burglar but can only steal items that will mildly inconvenience your victims. What are you taking? <laughs> How good. How good. Oh, here's some of the answers that we got. Um, one of the batteries from the TV remotes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, they're library books, so they have to pay insane fees. <laughs> Just don't take my beekeeping books, please. All of their shoelaces. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Just one sock from each pair of socks they own. That'd <laughs> um, be a right piss off, wouldn't it? Yeah. All the bristles off the toothbrushes. <laughs> um, remove the ring pulls from all their soft drink cans. No, oh, that'd be a good That's one. Um, Take all the labels off the like cans in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that to people before. I. Eh? That's a good one. Yeah, it's like, is it peaches or is it beans? <laughs> <laughs> um, everything you can dry your hands on. <laughs> uh, the plug from the sink. 
Ah, all the toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Toilet paper's a good one. <laughs> half the tops and half the bottoms of all the Tupperware so that nothing matches. <laughs> but then again, that, that already happens at the moment, so that's yeah. not really an inconvenience. It always ends up down the back of the cupboard somewhere, right? It does, yeah, or under the drawer. Um, toilet seats. While you're talking about toilet paper. And personally, if I was to do it, I would go and take all their windows out of the house. <laughs> be nice and drafty. <laughs> Wouldn't need aircon. I came here for the comments. Or I might fancy a dad joke off. They might have a couple of really lame ones here. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Why did the teddy bear say no to dessert? He was, oh, I, I, I'm not going to wreck it. I think I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> because it was stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell a time-travelling joke, but you didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> Future you is such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Should be more like past you. Name the kind of tree that you can hold in your hand. A palm tree. <laughs> it is a is palm it? tree. Yes. <laughs> oh. Did you know, mate, it takes guts to be an organ donor? Oh. <laughs> I just hate facial hair. But then it grew on me. <laughs> you look like you need a shave at the moment. I do, mate. I desperately do. Uh, my friend, he came out of the room with tears flowing down his face, yelling, It's a boy! We never went back to Thailand after that. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't watermelons get married? I don't know. Because they can't elope. They can't <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, what's Michael Jackson's favourite fast food? <laughs> KFC. <laughs> my wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo. So I had to put my foot down. <laughs> yeah, you're looking a bit on the pink side. What's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea? <laughs> I've never had a lentil on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the one, what do you do if a bird shits on your car? No. Don't take her on a second date. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Radio. Oh, shit. Oh, terrible. Oh, oh that's good. Um, I've got something else actually quite funny to share here. Um, it's a little thing that's doing the rounds on the, at the moment online. It's one of those viral things. It's very funny. Where sometimes when um, people are speaking their their languages, sometimes the words they use in uh, sound in English like a swear word. You know what I mean? Like best yeah, thing, yeah. best best thing I can explain. This one because I've got Welsh heritage, so this one stands out personally. Um, there's this thing where you ask Alexa what coffee bean one hundred is in Welsh. So coffee bean 100. So so bean is, oh, sorry, coffee in Welsh is coffee, C-O-F-F-I. Bean is va, so F-F-A. And 100 in Welsh is can't. Have a listen to what happens when you ask Alexa what coffee bean 100 is in Welsh. Listen to this. Fa coffee can't. <laughs> Uh, 
Hey Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, what is coffee bean one hundred in Welsh? Fat coffee cunt. <laughs> How good oh. is that? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good, so good. Radio. Needed a good laugh actually because uh, it hasn't been a nice start to the year. Um, I'll wrap up on this actually. This is more of a tribute to a good mate of mine who uh, sadly passed away on the fourth of January. One of my colleagues at the uh, fire brigade. Um, the fourth of January, the crew were called to a medical event for him, and uh, sadly he he didn't make it. So obviously we go to a lot of these types of calls, but obviously it's a lot harder when it's someone close to you. Um, so yeah, really just want to dedicate this episode to my good mate Gav, who loved a good laugh. He was one of our senior firefighters, and um, like his love for the firefighting side of things actually started quite early because he first jumped onto the radar for the brigade as their unofficial photographer he used to actually listen on the scanner to the calls and then he'd follow the trucks out to a scene and he'd take photos and um you know that was one of his passions and then he eventually joined as an ops support member and then he became a senior firefighter just worked his way up and um he actually worked for fire and emergency as well so he'd been a fire investigator and a volunteer support officer uh he'd worked for logistics and he was part of urban search and rescue as well and the thing about him though is like he was always genuine genuinely excited for others reaching their goals in life and um, when I, whenever I said to him, look, man, I, I want to get a job at Fire and Emergency Communications, he was always such a champion for me to achieve that. And, you know, and he said, you're going to get it. You are going to get there. And eventually I did. And he was really excited when uh, I told him that I had got the job. But anyway, sadly, we lost him on the 4th of January. And um, like him and I, we were always like the first two drivers at the station whenever we had a call out. And... Yeah. Um, you know, if we both ended up taking the trucks and then we got to the job and there was nothing to do, we'd just have a bit of truckside banter and we had a great time and he was just such a friend to everyone. So, yeah, it's a real big gap has been left in the brigade and we had a memorial for him last week. So, yeah, his uh, service spanned 12 years, 4 months and 19 days. So, uh, yeah, so senior firefighter Gav... Uh, yeah, at ease, lackey. We'll take it from here, mate. So, yeah, just want to dedicate this episode to him because he loved a good laugh and he, he did listen to the podcast. So, uh, yeah, oh, it's, sad it's times. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll let you go because I know you're still cooking in your room there. Actually, what? It's oh, interesting. It's, it's, my, it's my own private sauna, mate. <laughs> I think you've lost about two kilos since we started recording. Yeah, yeah. Sweat's pissing off me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was just thinking because um, it looks quite light where you are, but quite dark where I am because I've had to shut my curtains. And I, it's just got me thinking. I'll leave you with this thought for the day to wrap up the podcast. So, a light switch is also a dark switch. That's right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright mate, good catch up anyway I'll let you go and we'll uh, we'll speak soon Yeah mate, good luck on your rest of your course Yeah, thanks man, I'll let you know how it went Because next time we catch up I'll be all done and dusted and signed off And ready to go Alright mate, take care eh? Okay. See, See you mate, you later. bye